0: Hello, and welcome to Making Mediumship the Norm, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Espinasi, known as New Zealand's modern medium. And I have been very privileged over the years to connect thousands of people to their loved ones in spirit, whether that be through one-on-one readings to my sellout Whispers from Above shows. I'm excited to be able to bring you this podcast where together we are going to be bringing mediumship into the everyday homes the everyday hearts and everyday conversations whether you are here seeking solace after the loss of a loved one needing guidance on your life's journey or simply you have a curiosity to explore the mysteries of the universe the making mediumship the norm podcast is here to support you my intention with each episode is to help you bridge the gap with life beyond this earth so without further ado let's tap into today's episode Hello, hello, beautiful people. I am so honored to welcome you to this episode with my special guest, one of my beautiful students, Jenny Reese, who is going to share with us her journey navigating grief with the passing of her husband. And I know that this is going to be a really raw and vulnerable, but yet so impactful conversation that's going to truly reveal to you what it's like in the grieving process and the journey that we all go through. And I couldn't think of anyone better to share what it's like to go through this journey than the beautiful Jenny. So my love, hello, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me.
0: It is my absolute honor. Thank you for saying yes and for being open to this experience. Uh, Jenny is one of my beautiful Oracle members. She's done a fair few things with me, including my signature program, Reunited, where I teach you how to connect with your loved ones in spirit, be activated to your light language, and so on and so forth. It's just so amazing. Isn't it amazing, Jenny? Absolutely. Yes, one of my favorite things to teach is reunited. And before we kind of dive into all the things, how did you come across me? Like, how did I come into your world? Mm, Good question. Um, When I lost
1: my husband, I immediately searched for people to help me communicate with him. Um, And yeah I was guided to you, and we have done lots of things together, um like you say, in the reunited and how you taught me to um, connect with him and him connect with me. we what I liked mostly about that was you actually got our loved ones to do the to the course with us
0: which was really special. Yeah, and that's why it's like a prestigious program, <laughs> right? It is no one else in the world teaches mediumship the way that I do, and I feel so honored to share that element where our loved ones actually do the course with us and I just want to explain visually to the the listeners Jenny is one of those people that I've had the greatest honor of witnessing her transformation. So if I can kind of explain, Jenny was like a little bird that's fallen from the nest. And as she's gone on her journey and she's trusted me and she's tried everything that I've kind of thrown at her, even if she was like, oh my gosh. And she's now become this, let's just say you're now like this eagle, right? That is now flying. And it's just been an honor to see you evolve in this journey and not only navigating your grief, but evolving into this new life of yourself. And so what I'd love is for you to kind of take us back. I know this this is going to be probably the hardest part of the interview, right? But Share with us a little bit about your husband, the beautiful Dean, who we also call Dino. So share with us a little bit about him, maybe how you guys fell in love. And then you don't have to go into the nitty gritty, but share with us about his passing. Did you know it was happening? Uh, How did you feel? And then then we'll go from there.
1: I love talking about (laughs) Dean. So yes we'll start there um, yeah Dean and I had a very very close connection. Um, I was the second time round for both of us and um, we just got each other um, as I'm learning he was definitely we were definitely soulmates. and um, I believe um, that we've been in past lives together as well. Um, you did. You actually did a past life reading reading for me with him. Oh, well, did I? Yes, I'm, I'm pretty talented, aren't I, Jenny? Yeah, I know. I know. You probably can't remember because you've done so many, but yeah, it was it was actually a really interesting one. So, um, yeah, we got each other. He was he was a lovely, caring partner. Um, yeah, he was. We were devoted to each other. We did everything together. Um, so losing him is a big void, a huge void. Um, at the age of uh, 52, he got a virus, um, which, you know, as men do, not didn't go to the doctor. Anyway, long story short, um, this particular virus damaged his heart. Um, he had no spleen from a very young accident in rugby so therefore he had no immunity so viruses hit him quite hard just the average cold would but um this one did some serious damage to his heart and over a period of about six years of course we were in denial to start with but over a period of six years um working with doctors and hospitals and even energy healers um, he'd get a little bit better and then his heart well we all know our heart is our most vital organ to feed every other organ so because the heart wasn't feeding his body properly um, his organs started failing Yeah. however we did get a chance um, about six months before he passed we got a chance to be on a heart transplant list went through all the motions he even got called up for a heart um but unfortunately it it didn't work out um complications with the donor heart um so the hardest thing was when he woke up from being an anesthetic for six hours. Um, I had to tell him it didn't happen. So that was pretty hard. i would had many, many um, times in and out of hospital and ICU, emergency care, all sorts of things, dialysis, lots and lots of stuff. And he always pulled through. <laughs> um, so we thought, well, he's going to pull through this one. But uh, sadly, an infection set in the lines. from They had to feed his heart whilst they were still waiting for a new one. And an infection um, set in, and he passed away in ICU a week later. We'd come home and everything, but... Um, yeah, it uh, wasn't meant to be. Hey, well, although we were excited that he had the opportunity for a new heart, it was it was not going to be plain sailing. And he wasn't the kind of boy that liked sitting on the couch. He was a doer, so yeah, it was very difficult for him.
0: Yeah, mm. I always kind of wonder you know I work as a medium so connecting to those in the afterlife is what I do on a daily basis and I don't actually know the answer whether it's better to know that they are actually going to pass or whether it's better for it to be something that is unexpected but to me it feels like grief is grief regardless how Mm -hmm. it happens and having the people we love transition from physical life to life in spirit. This is why I do what I do is because I want to have these conversations and I want to bring this to the forefront so that we're not grieving on our own and we know how to support each other. So for you going through this, with the passing of, you know, your beautiful husband, Dean. How was it once he'd passed? How did you feel? Talk us through the true. Like, I want to know the, the how you truly felt. Okay. So he tried to
1: talk to me. About passing. Or... Before, before he passed, he tried to talk to me about how... Um, things were going to be when he went he knew he knew it was going to happen Um, but I was in denial so obviously I didn't allow those discussions to be had so I was feeling a bit guilty about that because I didn't give him the opportunity to tell me stuff Anyway, um, his wish was to die at home but I could not sit and not try for them to help him once again. So he ended up in hospital and ICU and um, he had managed to say to me, please don't um, let me be on life support for any amount of time, and um, he was he was a bit of a jokester as well. <laughs> Made light heart light work of stuff. Um, and in all his time in ICU, when uh, prior he wasn't um, in a coma or anything like that, so he he observed what was going on in there and there was two rooms that were separate from the rest of ICU, but they were in vision and they had closed doors rather than just curtains. And um, he called them death row one and two in his humour because he saw people go in there and not come out. Um, so the day that they put him in room one I completely lost it because I knew I knew that was what he was trying to tell me I actually entered the hospital I'd stayed all night the night before with him and he took me into coming home for a sleep Um, so that morning I helped him um, shower and fed him and washed his um, well I actually changed his bed, the nurses were so busy, got him all settled, he actually had a nice breakfast and everything and and I came home and I couldn't sleep and I, I did actually fall asleep. And right on it was exactly two hours I kind of bolt sat bolt right upright and went, I've gotta go back. Just gotta go back. And when I went back, I walked into the crash team in his room. And uh They were trying to get him out of his room with about 10 people around him and get him up to ICU. And at that moment, our eyes locked. He had a mask on and he was trying to say something to me. But I couldn't understand him. And that was the last time we spoke. And when he was in ICU for because they put him straight into a coma and I just kept saying to he doesn't want to be in an assisted coma is this going to be helping him and within I think it was about 12 hours I can't remember exactly Um, it was very very early in the morning say about 4 o'clock in the morning all the family were there Um, The doctor came in and said that um, every single one of his organs had been on support for that 12 hours and instead of them getting stronger, they were depleting. Um, So I knew then that I had to grant his wish. That was one of the hardest things has ever come out of my mouth. Anyways, so we got through that. He had beautiful nurses um, caring for him during that time. And they gave a lovely moment. They took us to a room that we could see the sun sunrise with him off most of the machinery and um, they stopped the rest of the machinery that it was on and allowed him to go
0: and you were there for that Jenny yep yep <laughs>
1: All I remember the whole time was (laughs) stroking his head because he loved that (laughs) Um, and telling him that it was okay. It was okay for him to go. That he had fought really hard and that it was the right time. And um, most readings that i've had he's said he's sorry for leaving me um but he had to and that he was absolutely fine and having a great time
0: (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) they always are having a great time in the spirit realm it's us that's left with all the shit isn't it
1: (laughs) i know So yes I stayed in victim mode for a very very long time because he was supposed to be my forever he saved me um, after a 17 17 year abusive very abusive marriage previously he taught me I was worth something um yeah he was just such a beautiful person to be around and I am so grateful that I got to have his love, um, and when I worked it out, we'd actually been together for twenty years, um, married for fifteen. Um, but it just just didn't seem like that because I was like, why, um, why, why does he have to go when we both just got it so right? <laughs> Um, he was very intuitive most of the time I'd you know just little things like what do we have for dinner and I'd tell him what it was and he goes it's exactly what I was trying to tell you to make in my mind oh I love that yeah (laughs) he was like you always know what I want and I'm like and you know things like the phone would ring he'd know who it was or it's not a great very very he he had a yeah he could read people really well as well um so my thoughts were well if we were that in tune on earth and surely <laughs> surely in spirit he's going to be
0: in tune with me yeah and probably why he passed first to activate you to your gifts and being able to do this and I've seen you I've seen you channel messages as we do in Reunited for other people. And you're like, I can't do this. And I'm like, yes, you can. (laughs) And you're an incredible medium. Incredible the way the information comes through and you're able to interpret it. And often the passing of a loved one really does spur us on to remember who we are and As you said, you have such an intuitive relationship with each other. You're you're the perfect match, and so as as a medium from an outside point of view, I look at he is teaching you the next part of the evolution. What true love really is. We think that true love actually happens on Earth. It honestly doesn't because on Earth we have the duality. We have the 3D world where you know there's all the things. Another conversation, but. When we're able to love unconditionally, which often happens in the spirit realm, this is why we have these experiences of our loved ones passing, it's to open us up to that. And I feel like he's done that for you. He's opened you up to what love truly is and that love is eternal. And he does have a great sense of humor and how he comes through and all the things. So I do love that. Um, what's like his sign for you? How do you know he's around? Um, fantail. I know you don't like birds.
1: <laughs> I can uh, handle people... a
0: fantail. Fantail is fine.
1: <laughs> That's so that cute, right? <laughs> um, uh, so Pigeon and is... upward not <laughs> He used to sit um, out on our front balcony, um, even before I got sick, and he took to the fantails, and as weirdly. Chitter chatter voice, and I can't, I'm not even gonna try and do it because it was so funny. I used to crack up laughing all the time. And he'd yeah, make himself laugh about it. But but he took away to the fantails. And um one day, um, well, one time in Auckland Hospital when he was um firstly gone up there to be approved for a heart, um they put him straight into hospital up there even though he wasn't down here and they started all again Um, and he, they, yeah they got something wrong, anyway he crashed, another time that I had to call a nurse he just crashed and they got him up to ICU and it was just before that that he said to me you know, I think this is the time I'm sorry, I've got to go. And I was like, no, you can't. Um, And that's when he told me, he said, just listen to that Pantel. I'm going to be that Pantel in the tree talking to you. I love that so much. He wasn't a spiritual man at all. Um, But I do believe... In his last few years, maybe just last last year, his whole demeanour about stuff completely changed when he was on the cusp of dying because even depression, he goes, oh, I get it now. People do get depressed, whereas before he'd they had the F up um, about depression and he'd sit there and he'd talk about it. Um, So that his journey gave him more um, a spiritual side, I think. And Mm -hmm. so, yes, the fantaels are definitely around me. They always have been in my home, but I started honouring that. And, of course, I've got a shrine set up for him. And he's got – I had this beautiful – Fantail print. It's, she's a well known artist here in um, New Zealand and um, it came up on her page. She'd done an original for someone special and they were allowed to put it to print. And I like, and it's a not a usual fantail with the fluffy tail and everything. It's quite a masculine looking fantail, and he's just sitting there and like really looking into your, your the eyes. And I said, I have to have number one print, please. Can I have number one print? Um, I'm a picture framer. So I was like, right, that's going to be framed and put it above his little shrine. Well, I didn't know till I got it that the title of it is called Soul Seer.
0: Oh my gosh, no way. But of course, right? But of course.
1: And not long after I'd hung it up and I was sitting on my chair just staring at the shrine one beautiful sunny day when I had put myself, I hid away for a long time. Anyway, um, I was having a moment and in came a fantail and fluttered around the lounge and on the curtain rails and next minute it's on top of this painting.
0: Oh my gosh. See, that's the part of birds I can't handle them flying in the house, doing the flappy thing. Oh my gosh. But the fantail's on the picture. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, but he, he, <laughs> there you go. He, he, uh, fantail's don't flutter around and go nuts. Fantail's just flit and they're quite, they're quite peaceful actually. Quite peaceful. So here's this fantail just sitting on my picture and jumping around and flicking its tail and chirp, chirp, chirping. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm videoing it and then it down the hallway. And I'm videoing it down the hallway. It comes into my bedroom. I've got a ranch slider that was open out the ranch slider door. And I said, Oh, thank you for coming to visit. I went back up to the lounge. Came back in the door again. Oh my gosh! No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So lots of stuff. When I'm out doing the gardens and the lawns and everything, which took me a long, 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 long time to uh, get motivated to do. He's most of the time with me in some shape or form. Well, they're always with
0: us. It's more yeah. us being open to them being here with our human bodies kind of try and make (laughs) sense of it all isn't it
1: absolutely and like you've said in some of your other podcasts it's like believing in that sign and actually saying thank you and actually being in the mind now what was i thinking about what's he trying to tell me
0: yes yeah what are you guiding me towards what What is it? Why are you showing me the sign? Is it a confirmation? Are you, you know, guiding me to something? So I always say, as I teach in Reunited, the sign is actually not the greatest part. (laughs) The sign is just like, we think, oh my God, I got a sign. And that's, that's amazing. But the sign is literally to just get our attention for them to tell us the next part of what they're trying to tell us. So now that you're really immersed in that, it's great to see you just take that journey with him and, and growing in love with Dean on this whole other realm, right? This multi-dimensional experience where we really learn that we're not just these humans just walking on on earth, that there's so much more to us than really meets the eye, isn't there? So I love that. This little bird, this little fantails, Dean just making himself comfortable in the house going, oh, yes, this is where I used to sleep. This is, this is my lounge. I love it. Um, <laughs> you've talked a few times, Jenny, about how it took you a very long time to be able to start doing things again. This is the kind of thing that I hope this podcast will shift for people is that they don't have to grieve on their own, that there is support and that we are able to have conversations where we can actually talk about our loved ones and what we're experiencing. So tell us a little bit, why did it take you a long time to be able to start kind of doing life again? What were you going through? What were some of the emotions? How did you feel? Um,
1: ooh, lots of
0: them. Um
1: lost abandonment alone um I am a need to be needed person so i kind of felt out of um not not that nobody wanted me i felt like i was uncommissioned um my last six years was being needed and loving every moment of it um, other than the fact that I couldn't do a lot other than just be there for him. But all of a sudden I had nothing to do.
0: Yeah. and Can you tell um, us about that and what, what that's really like?
1: Yeah. Um It, it definitely is a depression state. Um, worried um, about how other people judge me or would judge me um, for what I did or didn't do in those moments Um, I worked from home so my boss was great, she gave me the whole time off (laughs) for as much as I need because I got to decide when I stepped down into that studio again and um, there was so much time that I just had no motivation and no desire to do anything even the stuff that or probably especially the stuff that we did together yeah, that we loved doing together and yet he was calling me to get out into nature we spent most of our time after work and on the weekends on our property making it look beautiful um deshi veggie gardens and stuff like that and he was such a proud uh, person and he was always developing something else around the property or onto the the house or onto the shed or he was very clever Um, but he loved doing it Um, even in the last few years he was doing up a hot rod truck and I'd I'd be out there helping him do all the heavy lifting and stuff um, just so that he had a purpose Um, so
0: none of that made any sense anymore yeah and this is something very real that happens right when you have your partner i mean it's different in some ways when your parent passes in some ways we kind of expect that to happen maybe not soon but we expect the cycle of life to kind of happen and the thing with you and Dean is that like you? You're not old people. You're not like you know in your eighties and nineties. You're very young. You're in your fifties, and you know. And it's like it's not supposed to happen yet. And so no. when you're with the person that you love, and that person is no longer physically here, when you've built a life together and you've been intimate together, and it's very, it's a very different kind of grief that happens to for example the passing of a sibling or even the passing of a child or I mean the passing of a child is awful right yeah um there's something very different about the passing of a partner and having to readjust to life without them physically there is definitely challenging and finding a new a new normal in some ways, which is what you talked about. You know, I couldn't do the things that we used to do together. Yeah, because it it's very raw and it brings the memories of of them no longer physically being here, and you know they're normally on the bed next to you, and and so it's like this whole adjustment that happens. And I'd love for you to share, like, what do you wish you'd had in terms of support while you were going through that. Um
1: I just <laughs> I just continuously saw somebody didn't know it didn't matter to me how, who, where, when somebody that could translate him to me. I knew I could talk to him, but I just couldn't hear him can you hear him now um yes I do believe I do the more I the more I um delve into spirituality myself the more I believe that my intuition is him mm. I mean there's heaps of times that I go oh good you know trying to fix something out in the shed or something and what would Dino do Um, and then I go why don't you just ask him (laughs) so um, yeah and of course I struggled to make feel or understand the difference between my head saying well of course he would do it like this then was it him telling me He always taught me how to be independent and stuff. So um, I know a lot. I know how to survive. I know how to fix a water pump. I know how to do anything. But if he was here, I'd ask him. And sometimes. He's still here. Yeah, sometimes I know. Sometimes I knew the answer then, but I'd always ask his version, right? And his version was
0: always a little bit more practical than mine. (laughs) Oh Jenny, you know what? I would never survive in the wild. I honestly, <laughs> I don't even know how to put a tire on. I know how to, put, you know, petrol in the car. That's about it. I don't even know how to lift the bonnet, nothing. I am seriously, I'm such a girly girl. Um, let me give you a makeup tut- tutorial that kind of stuff, no <laughs> problem, but surviving skills is not in in me, not yet. Um, so I love that you consult him now that you really ask him you know what would you do and the biggest thing that I share with my mediumship students is you have to trust the voices you have to trust the the way it comes to you whether it's a feeling whether it's a vision and Whether it's us in our minds or whether it was them, it's still them. It's always still them because the mind, the human mind just tries to conceptualize things. And that's what the role of the ego and the more we can not dissolve the ego, but be more in the driver's seat with our ego, you know, the deeper our connection with spirit will will be. And so what I'm hearing from you is that consoling the guidance of mediums was really important in your journey. And did this lead you to want to learn to do this for yourself? Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, because the first one I went to, I was a blubbering mess, of course. Um, and, and I just said, I, I just want to move on so that I can, Talk through you to him every morning, you know, Um, because yeah, his humor came through big time in that as well. And um, the things that he was telling me (laughs) was his guidance again. It was like, even though it was a blubbering mess, and he kept saying, Well, I don't like seeing you crying, which he never did anyway. And I said, I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to wait because there's a hell of a lot more tears to come. Which, yeah, I was surprised. And they're still coming. So, And there's triggers that, that happen. Um, but, yes, consulting mediums wanted me to learn. And then I've become quite, um, I thought it was going to be a black and white difference too. Thinking that maybe or hearing or seeing. But I've learned now it's not. It is for some, but um, yes. Oh, it's
0: a journey. It's a journey. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And believing in yourself. And then I'm, I'm kind of got. oh, God, if he's around all the time, I well, must be really, really annoyed with me that I haven't upkept the house as, as in, the, in the fashion that he would and stuff like that. Um, so there was a point in time that knowing that. He's here to guide me. Oh, God, is he judging me? You know? So there's there's a, a backwards and a forwards of like, do I really want to know? <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love the honesty. Oh, do I really want to know his opinion about the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And I felt like I've been letting him down and all that kind of stuff. And then when I, I learned that they're in, um, they, Spirit doesn't judge. Spirit is always from the highest love and everything. And that describes him as a person here. He was very sarcastically funny, um, but he was always from love.
0: Beautiful. And that he gets to continue and show that to you now from the spirit realm is so beautiful. And what would you say has been like the biggest... Hmm. Revelation, let's say, about what mediumship has taught you, what mediums have taught you in connecting to him. Um, the biggest revelation,
1: mm. I guess to trust, to trust in it because the things that he gets them to tell me (laughs) sometimes are the weirdest wackiest things but they make sense because it's from him
0: yeah I love how metaphorical spirits are (laughs) it's never straightforward of like you know put the spade in the ground to make the hole and then that's it it's kind of always like Well, if you were to do this, and you know, it's always like, (laughs) why can't it just be blank and white? Yeah. So, trust is such an important part in working and connecting and receiving messages from the other side, whatever that might be, whether it's a loved one in spirit, a spirit guide, uh, another type of being, you know, trusting has been a big part of my journey too. Cause I, as you know, Jeannie, I just am pretty wacky shit. And (laughs) I have to fully trust and surrender to my gifts and what spirit is telling me and guiding me to do. And sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, the person in front of me is gonna think I'm one heck of a whack job. Um, But it always (laughs) makes sense. It always makes sense. And it's always so perfect and what the person needs to hear either in that moment or eventually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because a lot of it that came through has come through with you and others, uh, other students I've been with and stuff. He comes through um, quite comical. And so he's trying to make me laugh um, because he doesn't like the opposite
0: side of me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's raising your vibration.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And when I actually confirm these things with these people, they go, really? He's such a hard case. He's a character. And I'm like, yeah. Um, And for some reason, every time in a class or something, he would be the one to show up. It's like he was there to help us all learn. Um, He was, yeah. And he has fun. He's having fun doing
0: it. I'm I'm sure he is. Yeah, and they do. They love it. Absolutely love it. And like I said, you know, in Reunited, we bring in this element of your loved ones are actually doing the course with you. They're taking us through the whole journey of what it's like to become a spirit and how you evolve in the spirit realm and learning to communicate with your human person, because we just kind of think that that just happens automatically, right? That we go into spurt and they magically know what to do. But just like us, when we were a baby and we had to learn to communicate our needs, right? And all the all the things, there's an adjustment period that kind of happens on Oh, did they get the sign? Was that how I was how I send it? Did, did they get the thought? Did they get the feeling I was there? Like some spirits are, of course, better than others because they're, you know, well more accustomed to having had human lives. But yeah, I love that we go through this journey where they're doing it with us and sharing their point of view, which I feel then solidifies. How we're communicating with them as well, so really understanding the two-way street of communicating between these two realms. So how did you find that?
1: Yes, again, um, I love the fact that when you um, taught us to bond with our loved ones, um, again, I was in huge judgment of what that should feel like. and what was supposed to happen you know I'm still looking for that validation and I'm a bit of a um, I think I guess is that what you call my egos in the way of surrendering and believing and feeling and I'm in awe of everybody else and then um, I don't know days later I might get that aha moment I was like, oh, that's it, you know. It's just dropping in now. Um, I actually do have it and I can do it. Um, so again, that comes to the trusting and the believing and not questioning everything.
0: Yes. Because uh, the human mind, as we've said, likes to conceptualize everything. And when we're working with the other side, we're with the unseen realms you really cannot use your logical mind. You have to let your right brain take over. You have to allow yourself to play with your imagination because your imagination is the portal to 5D, uh, to 5D consciousness. So, and that's where really our loved ones and spirit are wanting to communicate with us from. So I have loved seeing you in the Reunited Programme Actually, doing readings, I love how you blow (laughs) your own self away and you're like, Oh my goodness, I actually do this. I'm like, Yes, of course, because you're amazing. So, I feel you are a testament to everyone who is like, I don't know if I can be a medium, I don't know if I can do this. You show everybody that anyone can, absolutely, every single one of us is a medium, and you are a testament to that. And your beautiful Dean also being a testament to not giving up, not giving up on our human person, right? Mm -hmm. And continuously showing up and giving the signs and giving the confirmations. And I just love that now when you talk about him, there's a big smile on your face as opposed to always being in, in so much pain and victimness from the situation and even though there's times where of course there's tears and that's normal everybody please know that it's normal to <laughs> cry. okay if you're not crying then I'd be questioning why okay so we are still in our human bodies and we have our emotional system so of course we're going to cry but it's such a difference in seeing you from when I first met you to like you now and your story, I know is just going to inspire so many more women and and of course men, our brothers and sisters to reach out to their loved ones in spirit, whether it be their partner, a parent, a sibling, a child, their pet dog, whoever it might be. So as from a student point of view, what would you say? I know you're going to say trust, but apart from trust, what would you say has been like, what? how would I want to work this? What's it like to be a student of mediumship? Because it's been such a long time for me since I've been a student of mediumship. Right.
1: Um, that's it. Surrendering, I guess it means the same as trust and believing. But also understanding, I think, um, everyone else around you. Um, because I remember thinking, oh, I'm not
0: going to tell anybody I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, do you know how many times I hear that?
1: Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I am still. Oh, like they'd actually don't need to know, you know, and I'm not I'm not a public person anyway, so I'm not going to go shout it from the rooftop or anything.
0: Oh, but you are going to shout your podcast episode from the rooftop.
1: So <laughs> I don't tell you that I, how, how I struggled. This oh night. my god! I know, I know. but um... I had to take the leap, and I think what I'm getting to is I've learned that there are so many people out there that are quietly believers and quietly spiritual without having to mention a religion or anything like that because I was always um, I wasn't an atheist I I just I just wasn't sure Um, and like you say often the word God can trigger people um, because there are so many different religions and so I didn't want to be labeled I guess as oh she's oh she's just gone gone to religion because of her grave, you know? Because spirit is is a part of religion, isn't
0: it? Well I kind of the basis like of say, religion, right? Yeah,
1: spirit, yeah. yeah, I mean religion's just a word as well, isn't it? Um I believe we all have our own religions and our daily routines and things, um, and what we believe in and what we what we do that actually um, works for us. Yeah, and it's a community of people that you trust and believe in. I think um, makes up that group, whether it be a religion or just a group of people with the same beliefs
0: yeah like the oracle membership eh?
1: yeah exactly Uh, yeah that that exactly is something that yeah can be the explanation for that or anything that you find drawn to and you feel like it's actually serving you in some way and it could be serving different people in different ways so, yeah, opening lots of opportunities and doors for me.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, I, I would love to, in this beautiful episode, with you, sharing a message to your beautiful dean. So tell him anything that you that you want to say to him, and I want to thank you for being part of making mediumship the norm. Oh, I'm so proud of you and I love you so much. So I'm going to hand you the floor. Thank you for sharing your story, Jenny. And I know that this is going to open up the next step for you in your life. And I'm really honored that you said yes to being on the podcast. So the floor is yours, babe. What do you want to tell your beautiful Dean? Well, I feel honored firstly. Thank you um, that you actually
1: chose me. to do this I was flabbergasted to start with but I understand now Um, so to Dino um, I tell him all the time and say thank you thank you for choosing me to be a part of your life and thank you for choosing um, to still be there to guide me and guide me towards wonderful people like Melissa oh, oh thank you Dino we love you we love you we love you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah and I love you so much he knows that. he gets told all the time
0: <laughs> bless, bless 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 my love with I've got tears in my eyes. Oh, oh um, God! Have you seen? Oh No, now. Now I'm going. Now I'm a blogger. <laughs> okay, folks. Thank you for being with Jenny and myself as we explored the journey of navigating grief with uh, the transition of a partner into the spirit realm. And we hope that this episode gives you a little bit of an insight on how you as well can go about your journey of connecting with your loved ones in the spirit realm. So thank you, Jeannie. Thank you, Dino. Thank you to all of you beautiful people that are part of making mediumship the norm. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I want to express my utmost gratitude for having you joining me on this journey in making mediumship the norm. As we together continue to explore the depths of the spiritual realm, I ask if you could please leave a five-star review for the podcast. Your feedback and your ratings not only brighten up my day, but they also help others to discover the podcast so we can truly bring mediumship into the everyday homes and conversations. And if you're ready to dive in deeper and want to work with me and see what possibilities await you, I encourage you to book in a reading with me or to check out the Soul Love Academy. Thank you so much for being part of this incredible journey in making mediumship the norm. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Until then, remember that you are a gift to the world. Together we awaken, together we align, and together we ascend. Love always, Melissa Espinasi.